Welcome back to The Urban Monk, Dr. Pedram Shojai in studio, talking about something that I've been jonesing to talk about on the show for a while, Tantra. Uh, we live in a culture that has so many weird things with sex. I mean, it's, you know, the Puritans came over here, they did what they did, we judge, we freak out, we trip out, and then we have an enormous porn industry. And it's like this crazy place where somewhere in the middle there's this lovemaking and identity that can kind of be bolstered by finding sensuality with sexuality. And I don't feel like it gets talked about enough. So, today in studio I have Charu Morgan, who does this for a living. She's here local in Los Angeles. She's been leading workshops and working with clients for years and uh, has been in the space of teaching Tantra and is here to hang out with me and we're going to talk about it. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm really excited because I too think we need to talk about this more. Yeah. It's funny, right? Like there's certain talk shows out there that, you know, kind of got famous for talking about sex early on. And then they had their little thing and they kind of come and go, but like in the mainstream of conversation, yeah. um, you know, there's, you know, how to attract a man, how to have six pack abs <laughs> for your, you know, for, for the bar tonight. Yeah. You know, all this kind of stuff that people are like caught up in, but yeah. no one's talking about the essence of the kind of, the, the spirituality of sexuality. And I think that that has really made the entire conversation base, oh, right? Oh, indeed. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really, we're really missing the, even if you are sexually savvy in our times, even if you are willing to experiment and you're interested and you're not wanting to live the life that, or the box that most of us are put in about the proper ways to behave, what is out there for us to learn is extremely limited in comparison to what it, the human body is capable of, mm. which is really mm. exciting. So, so where'd you grow up? I grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Greenwich, Connecticut. Yes, I did. You know, yes. and that's that, you know Charu. There's a lot of Charus around Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you obviously found something along the way yes. that drew you into a path yes. of studying this. Yes. Tell me a little about it. So um, I found I always had a couple of different weird obsessions that most kids, especially in Connecticut, don't have, which is I had an obsession with spirituality, meditation. I was raised really without any religion. I'm a nice Jewish girl, but my parents were not religious at all. So um, so there was a lot of freedom for me to explore. And my mom was listening to Deepak Chopra. And so there was a, it's, it's okay to start asking questions. It's okay to seek out mm. something more. And that was a really big part of my life was what is reincarnation and my first book report in school in Greenwich Connecticut was about reincarnation and then um, and with no real influences that were saying hey this is a cool thing it was more just I'm hungry for this mm. and I don't quite know why and then parallel to that I had a very early curiosity about sex and sexuality and uh, we could we could psychoanalyze me and say there were difficulties in my relationship with my father and that brought up wanting to get attention sexually and there was um but it came with a big curiosity and so it that there was there were it felt like very separate sides and most of the spiritual paths that i would find and i would dive deeper into would lead to what seemed to be dead ends where sexuality was not really a part of it either mm -hmm. you were going to become a monk or you were you know where there was this very real separation and that mm. in my gut i knew it wasn't the mm. way for me sure for me and um and so i came across this book this montauk chia book 
Cultivating Female <laughs> Sexual <it>. Energy. <laughs> Thank you, because I was having so much trouble remembering the name. Cultivating Female Sexual Energy. Somehow I found it. I still have it. I wrapped it because at the time I was taking the train in Connecticut to New York City and I was um, afraid people on the train would see it and yeah, I judge would you. Get, uh, judge me, I'd yeah. get unwanted attention. And so I still have it covered in a very beautiful paper that I found at 16. And I knew this is, there is something here. Not only is it here, but it's in my body already. I know this and I have to find mm the teachers who will help me rediscover what's already in my body. So it sounded true as you read it, and yeah. even though you didn't understand it I quite yet. I didn't understand a thing. <clears throat> oh, especially anyway, at that age, I mean, you, you have to have... complicated. A, it's complicated, and B, you have to have kind of run some spirit, some sexual miles, right? Like, you know, you need some time in the bedchamber, right? And I'm pretty sure you hadn't spent too much time there at Not, 16. None. none, right. None. So, you know, it, it, it takes a little bit of life experience yes. to get what he's talking about in that book. Absolutely, and it... It was also, I, it, take, it took me, you know, many, many years later, now I can open that book and I can look at it and I can see a practice that to me was so abstract and very difficult to understand, which I think would be for anyone who hasn't already studied mm. this live with a teacher, helping them to see what we're talking about when we say breathe into your genitals or who knows. <laughs> um, now I can look at those practices and I can say, I can feel that practice in my body as I look at the description. <laughs> but at the time, I could feel the magic, but I couldn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So you read this thing, you yeah. know it's true, you are still 16, mm -hmm. and then you're like, okay, damn, I got to learn some stuff. Yeah. So uh, it, it sounds like you went Hindu. It sounds like you went into the Indian traditions um, after some time. And Yeah, it's, uh, it was a winding road. So uh, I would say at 17, I had my first part, my first sexual partner, and started to have experiences of as you do in lovemaking, but I was lucky and it was someone that I was in love with who also was into meditation. And we started to explore things like what happens if we meditate and get our bodies in a deep state of relaxation before we make love? And I started to just kind of stumble That is together. so rare at 17 because the guys are just like bang, 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 I'm insecure. Yeah. And the girls are like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. So right. like that's well, not, to, that's, that's, that's not normal. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, he wasn't 17. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, yeah. um, but he I, he was 28 at the time and um, and very um, also advanced. If we think of a 28 year old, that's also sure. pretty advanced. Sure. So uh, so I was very very blessed and uh, and so we started to discover this together. And I just had this knowing uh, that it wasn't the time now, but that sometime this would be my work. I just mm. always had this feeling. I had this feeling that touch, as in like. I wanted to be the kind of person that when you hugged them, that you felt them. You just felt them all the way through. I knew that that was so important to my being and also knew that I would be the one that people would ask about sex stuff and I would mm. know. Mm. And I would know it more than what is out there. I just had this feeling. But the study of it took, let me think. I was probably 21 before I found myself in India in a commune discovering some more practices to start activating the body, opening the body, waking up the sexual energy and using, really using that power that we have, that we all generate from biology. How amazing is that? Mm -hmm. such, a, such a potent way to connect with power. 
and then to be able to use that to fuel our awakening. Mm -hmm. So it probably wasn't until 21, other than little patches here and there, and then self-exploration sexually, that it started to feel like it was really coming together. And then the minute that I learned a couple of practices, it was like, just woke up in my body. And I hung up a shingle pretty quickly and started teaching and sharing because it was so, it was already there. Mm -hmm. It was already there. It was already mm -hmm. part of who I was. And then I keep learning. And now I feel like the most baby beginner after, I mean, 20 years, I feel like the most beginner that I've ever felt, mm -hmm. which is a delightful feeling. How great to have a path that keeps being so vast that no matter how much I learn, I still feel like a beginner. It is utterly humbling to be in a position where your inner universe starts to flower and you are yeah. becoming aware of a power that of such magnitude inside yeah. of you that you've ignored yep. that is now just like, oh, hi, yeah, yeah. there's more. Oh, right? yeah. So, oh, so yeah. someone listening to this going, what the hell are these two talking about? <laughs> yes, right? let's be let's, clear. Let's, yeah, <laughs> so what happens? What, and so like I, I, I come from the Taoist side. Like I studied yeah. this in my tradition. It's something that I had the, the fortune of having, you know, transmission on, mm -hmm. right? It was part of our lineage. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Mm. You know, I like sex. I don't want to give that up. That, you know, and, and it became part of this tradition that then was like, oh, shit, this is the practice. Yeah. This is the fireworks right here, mm -hmm. right? And I, I don't teach it, right? It's because it's, I've always, you know, been very careful about it that people really kind of take it in the wrong direction. Like the way oh, you, like do. we were talking offline before we got here, the way she does it is like super responsible and spends a lot of time before people get in. Like I don't have the time to like put all those bumpers on. Yeah. So I just don't teach it, yeah. right? And so let's talk about what it is and then what the prep looks like and mm -hmm. then what the fallout is if you're not. Yeah. prepared to grow with it. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So um, essentially, I feel like as modern people, in some ways, most of the work that I wind up doing, even as we go into the deeper levels that I do, uh, I feel like is we could consider pre-Tantra. And it's pre-Tantra because as modern people, we are holding such a terrific degree of tension as you know, I'm sure, this is no um, secret to you. It's such a terrific degree of tension, such a terrific degree of holding, and then, and some of it's just physical tension, some of it is from traumas in our early life, some of it is from who we think we're supposed to be because of the culture, some of it is because of just the movement of our lives and how they were shaped. So we have, I, I almost see all of us modern humans as we're kind of like this wow. constantly. <laughs> and so, the first piece that I'm always working with people on is how, what can I offer your body that will help you unwind enough that you can even feel what's true in your body at any given moment, which most of us can't. Yeah. And so that process is, involves oftentimes something very physical. Uh, sometimes that physicality looks a lot like yoga asana, and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I use a lot of things that are a little bit more wacky and strange where we would be moving the body in ways to actually get out of a pattern where um, so we're bringing in a bit of chaos and we're bringing we're asking the body to unhook some of the um, links that have been made that tell us to behave in a certain way mm. and we're really doing it purely on a physical way your brain doesn't even have to be on board other than to get you to engage in the practice mm. and then we're mixing in so we're mixing in movement 
breath. We're using the breath in lots of different ways. And usually what would be different about my work than maybe some of the more advanced work is that a lot of the time I'm supporting people to just breathe what I might call naturally again. Mm. It is amazing how little we breathe in our culture. It's, it's actually kind of remarkable that we function. Yeah. And so, so this is a huge thing is learning how to breathe again. So a lot of times I'm working with very, very simple breathing practices as opposed to sophisticated pranayama, which is also very powerful because I'm looking to help people find the nature of their body again. And then uh, sometimes we're using visualization, sometimes that's supportive. And um, yeah, what did I say? So no one's gotten naked breath. yet. Nobody's gotten naked. No one's gotten naked. No. Right. That, that's that's <laughs> the part that most people like. Oh, you went to India and basically went in a sweaty room with a bunch of naked people and did this and called it tantra, right? Yeah. Like we, we haven't even gotten close to talking about tantra oh, yet. Right. No, no. And that and that's the thing is, it's um, so little of tantra is really about the sex piece, and yet. And I, something I say a lot is it's all about sex and it's nothing about sex at the same time. And it's an important thing because as we were talking about before the show, there's, there's a, our culture is so perverted. And when I say the word perverted, what I mean is we have locked up energy centers in the body so much that the energy perverts. It mm. has to come out sideways in these strange ways that we even just the way we think we're supposed to behave not sexually, mm. then add to that the way we think we're supposed to behave sexually, mm. um, it's, uh, we're, we're tangled up in knots and, mm. um, and it's holding back with everything. So most of us, we are capable of experiencing, just as a human, let's not even talk about sex yet, just as a human, we are capable of feeling so much more alive and vibrant in our bodies then we even 80% of us 90 will ever touch in our lifetimes so do you feel that sex because of its uh, power is such an amplifier that it becomes a pathway for some you know, I mean look, mm -hmm. people choose drugs yeah. and one, one of the big problems we had in uh, our Qigong lineage early like in the 70s mm -hmm. was um, all these people would come in and the old, old, old man didn't know the difference and they were on LSD because mm -hmm. they're like hey if Qigong is cool how about Mobetta right mm -hmm, how, mm -hmm. how about we do so so now it's like okay well I could feel this sex is the only place where I actually feel something yes right so it's yes. like an anchor into some sensory experience mm -hmm. that, that that's meaningful and, and you know body-based yeah but then you got to like claw back and come back through all this entanglement it sounds like yeah, and I think that it's okay. I mean, I have so much um, tenderness and love and compassion for even our fixation with sex because we're so lost. And so a lot of the people that come and see me, including my own initial interest in Tantra, is because we want to have better sex. Now, when the Tantric path was created and uh, they were meditating in the forest 5,000 years ago, they weren't thinking, now how do we have better sex? Mm -hmm. They were thinking, how do we use this power as this fuel? Mm. But to me, it is just as valid that a modern person says, I'm, I'm in this lull with my partner, or I've just gone through a divorce because we could never sexually connect, or 
I, um, I have sexual trauma in my past and I know it holds me back in everything I do and I know I need help. Whatever the reasons that they might find Tantra around based on their sexuality or I want to have better orgasms or I've never had an orgasm. Mm -hmm. These are real things. Mm -hmm. and These are common things. Common things and, and they're great reasons to come mm -hmm. to Tantra as far as I'm concerned because if I can help you resensitize your body from some of the numbing that's happened, if I can help you learn how to attune to your own body and your own being to the point that as you're moving through life, you might even have a moment of presence because you can actually feel the sensation that's happening in the moment as opposed to the numbness that most of us feel. If I can support you in feeling that connection with yourself that you can begin to create an attunement with another person, whether they're your child or your best friend or the person who's checking you out at the supermarket or your lover, well, I, I have already given you some of the tools that if you're ready for the next steps of your awakening, you'll then know. Mm -hmm and then the adventure begins, you know, which is why I say that a, a lot of my work winds up being, we, I, I don't, I'm looking for new words like psycho, spiritual, you know, we're, we're doing, we're, as we open the body, things from the past come up and we're creating a safe environment for those things to be met and to move through the body so that we can have more freedom in the body. Some of it is just deep relaxation. Some of it is, you know, waking up and feeling super sexual. And what is it like if we don't disperse that energy? Mm. And learning to, so, so there are these very, very simple pieces that for a modern human are incredible quality of life raisers. Uh, yeah. So there's, in the Taoist tradition, this is something that gets really kind of, I think, played uh, a little overboard, which is this whole semen retention thing. And people oh, my are like, goodness. oh my God, like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to die Face if palm. I ejaculate, right? Yes. And, and, and it's just like, Jesus, man, just blow a load like, the guy, like it's, it's a while. <laughs> don't be that serious about anything right yes. um but there's something in there that's a that's a, a real um shift a dynamic shift in perspective mm -hmm. that i think for most men uh and in my experience women can go there i mean listen in in, in my understanding of tantra is like you follow the female energy predominantly and you follow that in and you know there, there's different ways of there's different yeah. ways of running it but there's you know there's a there's a power there and the male energy can lock into that mm -hmm. uh, and go most guys are like i don't get it what do you mean don't come Right, and so the idea of turning that energy around and sending that energy instead of out. Yes. Right. Yes. And going up. Yes. And awakening different spiritual centers and waking up to yourself is. Yes. Um, there's such an orientation shift mm -hmm. in how most, especially men, think about sex. Yes. That it's it's like it's like earth shattering. Right? Yes. It's like, they're almost like offended that you would suggest that. Oh. oh, yes. I have so many things that I say that can be offensive initially to the modern mind. Yeah. 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 And so for me, there's two forms of immortality. One is through your children mm -hmm. and another yes. one is through your crown. Right? Mm -hmm. And so one of these paths, the path of the householder was always to, you know, have children and grow and da 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 da, -da. The path of the ascetic traditionally was to come up the spine, wake up to your eternal self and understand yes. who you are yes. right and that's really it not, not like float not like you know do jedi shit but like understand who you are yeah essentially right? yeah so yeah so so how does one step into kind of an orientation shift in their sexuality mm. to then have tantra kind of come in as an operating system like what's mm. what's kind of that nuance there 
I mean, I think the first step is always just the desire. Tantra, depending on which tantric path, um, but is desire is considered as opposed to maybe in other paths where desire is uh, something that may lead you astray. Tantra says like your desire, that impulse to move towards something can be an expression of uh, your evolution or of something divine. And so, um, so I would say, as I was talking about before, even just the impulse to want to have some kind of better sex and to know that it might be esoteric in some way is, is enough to be a first mm. step. And then, um, and then the orientation changes. I mean, for me, I think it comes from being excited about knowing what's possible. And that's something when I talk to, specifically when I'm talking to a couple about what's possible to open up for them in their lovemaking uh, through this work. It's, there is something that in our culture, it, because both of us on both sides, both men and women have been driven to try to get something from our partner, you mm. know, I, even if that's approval, right? Mm. Maybe I'm a man and I want to learn all the right things to do for my partner to satisfy mm. her so that I can get her approval because I love her so much and I want her to love me back. Mm -hmm. Even in <clears> that, <throat> that's a lovely thing. It's, that's still deal making. There's, there's hooks in there, yeah. you know? So, um, so <coughs> there's something really exceptional that most men in this world will never experience. And that is that when a woman fully opens to her own power, and I think this is very much what you were alluding to, there is a blessing that can happen for man or whoever her partner is. This works no matter what your sexual orientation is. Uh, there's a blessing, like almost like a darshan of what a, a, a spiritual blessing that can happen when woman has dropped very deeply into her internal pleasure, her internal yes. And because of the tension that most people, but also women are bringing into lovemaking, because of this subtle deal-making that we're all doing, man doesn't even almost know that he's missing out on that blessing. And what is, and so, so there's this very, you know, so all of this historical places where we see man kind of putting his power over woman and, and raping her and pulling from her and trying to get something from her, you can get something from woman when you take it. You can. She's, a, she's so rich. You can get something. Mm. But there is something that you can receive from woman that is... Through woman, almost. Through woman. Yes, exactly. Through yeah. woman that is worth the reorientation and that the kind of pleasure you know I almost it's so hard to put words to but the best way that I found to describe it is like most of us and the way our culture defines orgasm is this particular um, build up of energy build up of energy most of the time we're tightening our bodies we're kind of locking the energy down in our genitals very biologically smart reasonable thing to do if you want to push it out mm. into the world to ultimately make new life. So there's this pulling together, pulling together, holding, holding, holding. It's getting stronger, stronger, stronger in the genitals. And then we have this, ah, right? And relaxation. And this is a great thing to work with. I love it. Mm. And if we could call that maybe red, it's not, but let's, I'm just putting a color to it. And then there's this entire spectrum, color spectrum, all different shades of red, all different shades of orange, all different shades of yellow. And it goes all the way through to, I don't know, maybe white. White, yeah. Right? And on this side, 
all of these are interesting and why wouldn't we explore them? I mean, we are human. We get this opportunity. But this is all we know. This, this is, is all sex. we know. Yeah. This is all we know. Well, and then when this becomes boring, then it's about why don't you dress up like a nurse? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do handstands? Why don't you bring your friend over? Right. Right. Because right. you're stuck right still, in there. It's exactly. You're cycling in there. Yeah. And when we come into this space that we could maybe say is white, all the way through to, let me just also say, somewhere in the middle here is is just rippling, just pleasure rippling through the body, mm. where there is no, did I come, did you come, did I make you come? It's just, oh my God, my body is opening to a ripple that's moving through me, and because we're attuned to one another, this is why you can't, you can't cheat on this. Mm-mm. You can't do this just because you learned a technique to recirculate your orgasm. Right. This has to do... In some Get More Chicks seminar. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to work. Yep. This is, there has to be an inner sensitivity, an inner attunement that as my body opens into a ripple of pleasure, you can't help it because you are inside of me and we are in union in such a way that your body ripples. It might not be the same pleasure as me, but so it's moving through both of us. And it's, it's maybe something we could say is more subtle than this big explosive mm. thing. So that's maybe somewhere in the middle. And then when we get way over to this side, which maybe more accurately, this is a circle. Mm. I, but it, who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when we get all the way over to this side, <laughs> then um, we have something that the best way I could come to describe it is it's almost as if if you take this big explosive orgasm that's just so delicious for two seconds and you could sit in the middle of it and it's almost like the tornado is swirling around you, but everything is in slow motion and you're acutely engaged in every sensation. And we could also say it's no different than awakening. It's absolute total presence in the body. And that cannot happen unless there is attunement with yourself. You don't have to be perfect because we're all just, it's all about uh, how many pockets of this. And then as you get, oh, pocket after pocket, you know, we're learning to expand our capacity Mm. to stay in that space, which we could maybe say is moving toward uh, a, a full embodied awakening. There's parts of this so much. There's so much you just said that, you know, this, this might take a three days to, to unpack in, in multiple shows. But <laughs> <clears throat> when you're talking about like the localized sensation of orgasm, mm-hmm. one of the kind of primary things you learn in Tantra is you start moving up the spinal channels and you allow that sensation to now uncouple from just your genitals. Yes. And it starts to kind of open as it goes and grows up through all of your centers and through your body and that's where people get really scared it's like i don't i don't know what's happening to me here right and and and, and the moral stories get the hell out of the way yeah uh, totally (laughs) well said yeah yeah get out of the way it's bigger than you yeah and i think i think i think it's right to be scared because what I love about Tantra, I'm a kamikaze. I just, and I think most of the people who are drawn to me, it, it's, you know, we're type A and we're kamikaze. So, so we're totally getting in our own ways, mm-hmm. but we want something deeper so much. And I think like any awakening process, it's right to be afraid because yeah, when that energy starts unfolding in your heart, you are going to have to touch some of that pain that you locked down that hurt your heart from whoever knows what. And, and for as far as I'm concerned, I'm more interested in the sensation that opens in your body and your capacity to be with that power than I am about what, you know, psychologically, what was the issue that happened. So there's something I'm hearing here that's really important is that it takes sex 
and lovemaking out of the realm of being a sedative and a distraction mm. into a path of growth and ascension. Absolutely. Right? And that's a real fundamental shift where it's just like, mm. I'm so stressed out, I need to go get laid. Like, honey, meet me upstairs, right? Right. Versus let's go do some work on ourselves, right? Oh, and let's, yeah. let's, let's spend some time in this space. Yes, and think about how that changes relationship because one of the things I like to say is that oftentimes we put relationship in this trading need space or worse from all the fairy tales and the freaking movies and the we have this idea that it, our relationship's supposed to make us happy all the time and if it's not then we're bad and we're wrong we mm. do a lot of self-abuse comparing ourselves mm. to somebody's facebook feed or whatever it mm -hmm. is and here we start to change the focus so that your relationship is your greatest tool for spiritual growth so when things are hitting the fan, it's a lot of opportunity, mm. a lot of opportunity to be present to a terrific amount of sensation. And that journey is, a, it, is a, it is an awakening journey because most of us, we purposefully and very intelligently shut down these places where there have been pains and hurts and locked them and held them in our bodies because we didn't have the capacity or to the be tools. present or the and the tools yes absolutely yeah. to be present to those things mm -hmm. and so here we are learning to train our bodies to be strong enough to say yes even when we're touching something that is really uncomfortable which maybe we've been repeating with our partner that maybe came up in our family dynamics and i say maybe with the little smile on my face because that's probably because we're case. all fucked up yeah we're, we're, we're kind of a mess yeah it's we're okay kind of a mess um yeah. we get questions from the audience i want to yes. make sure we honor that as well sean yeah um so we got one from mark it said certain spiritual paths say that sexual energy is the source of all our energy is this true in your source of all our energy. I would say uh, a simple answer is yes. Uh, more, a little bit broader answer would be in some ways I would, from my perspective, there really is no separation between the energy that we raise in sex and the energy that grows the grass. You know, that it really is, we, we tend to make a distinction, my sexual energy versus energy. Um, but the sexual desire in the biological movement is really just a way that humans have capacity to generate energy. Mm -hmm. But that energy itself is <clears throat> not separate from all the other universal movement. Well said. You know, this, this, this principle of creation, right, that happens in this kind of meeting of, of yin and yang, men and woman, male and female, you know, opposites, however, however that energy works, mm -hmm. right, for you in your, in your relationship. And to me, this is the energy of birth, it's the energy of death, it's the energy of all life, and you're kind of worshiping on the altar of that in a tantric encounter, right? Like yes. you're you're in this pure energy, this form, and because yeah. you're you're choosing, maybe sometimes you're choosing to have a baby, but yeah. you're you're choosing to not procreate here. You're using that energy almost like in ceremony to like build a bigger bonfire yes. to like ignite whatever you're working on, and and it's just yeah. there's something so powerful about stepping into this and then understanding, it, like you said, like oh shit, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just the tip of the iceberg. And that's the thing is because maybe our entry point is sex, which it wouldn't have always been, but perhaps maybe for a lot of my clients it is, and for myself it was. Mm -hmm. um, and 
yet then everything becomes an act of lovemaking. Everything becomes an act of union. So every breath mm. is an act of intimacy, is an act of lovemaking. So, so it's very, I, I almost think that, that our sexual experiences can be this microcosm where we can look at pretty much everything that's moving for us as, hum, as, as this human we can see actually very acutely in our sexuality. And that's something that's very interesting of, um, you know, if you have someone who's done a lot, a lot, a lot of development and avoided the sexuality, I can, I can almost always see where there's an opportunity for them to go deeper, whether or not it's about engaging sexually again, but looking at what the threads are and their connection or disconnect from their sexuality. So you, you look at what ISIS does. Mm. They take pr like pubescent boys and they say the one thing that you think about all the time you can't think about mm -hmm. right and but don't worry when you go do some bullshit for us there's 72 virgins waiting for you so it's like you pull people away at this unnatural time in life especially yeah. um, from the most powerful kind of driving force of their biology and their psyche um, and then they, they have all these kind of weird aberrations. They, 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 they do bad things, right? Yes. And so we see this also, and this is a, kind of a provocative subject, but we see this also in religions in the West, right? You have yes. lots of sexual abuse within the clergy yes. um, because they're just, you know, they're being told one thing, but they have these urges and then they sin, they've judged themselves. Like, how could I think this? I gotta go pray some more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, I and it's really, it's like, there's, there's no pressure release valve for that. It's hard to pray that off. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing that I love about <clears throat> Tantra so much is that there's such a beautiful and rich acceptance and this is, I also want to just give a caveat to say, not all forms of Tantra uh, involve sexuality at all. Sure. There are some ascetic forms and practices. Sure. So, um, but what, I think that there's been a big mistake where I believe there may be a part, part of evolution for certain humans where sexuality is no longer something that they need. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. Where there's an organic process that that's not at the forefront. and. Somehow someone took that idea and pinned, uh, you know, oh, this is, must be what it means to be a religious person. And then we have a lot of situations where it's being put on someone. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, if you were this religious person that we need you to be, that you've agreed you'll be, like mm -hmm. a priest, let's say, for example, well, then you have to wear this idea, this concept, as opposed to it being internal, natural evolution. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that creates perversion. Anytime we try to shut down energy that is moving in the body, mm -hmm. it will pervert. It will move as long as we're humans on this earth. You know? yeah, and look at the chasm in Western culture, right? Um, we, we have a male God. He says, do this shit or you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And you women do this, right? And, and when daddy comes home, have his slippers ready. And, and so just all of that then turns into this kind of perversion of the male-female roles and how we interact. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, you know, my yes ma'am wife, not my partner, mm -hmm. right? And yes. so all of these weird relationships. I had this guy on the show, John Gray, and he, um, he, he was talking some, some funny shit. Um, it, it, but, but it's basically like all this like male-female dynamic of how like yes. you know there's all these power struggles and stuff and a lot of this I think comes from this kind of separation of the male female energy because it's not this we're not partnered right in a way right? I, I think that's absolutely true and we can't because of how in, in a lot of ways it's because of how fragmented we are and how disconnected we are from ourselves and, and again we can and oh very interestingly some of these overlays of oh 
uh, well, this is what it means to be religious, or this is what it means to be uh, a good person. We have these overlays, and then you have these funny places in history where government gets involved and says, wait a minute, we can use this. Mm. And this is a very effective way to control people. But, and then that kind of gets fuzzy over time because it just becomes the norm. And then we have everybody's a little bit of a mess and we're all missing the big picture that if we work together, and, and I wanna be very clear, this is, uh, we, we've talked a lot about male-female connection, but this really works, these elements are moving no matter what the partnership is. And, uh, and this greater place where the deep opening happens inside of you and that reverberates to create this opening inside of your partner and then together there's this constant uh, invitation to open to deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and yes very frightening places because we can't control anything in those places and that i think is one of the reasons why woman in particular has been pushed under for so long because she um it's very difficult to control pure movement of energy, which is very strong in women. Strong in man too, but in a different way. No, it's terrifying. Know? It's actually terrifying how much can move through women naturally, organically, psychically, all of it. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think, you know, all of this kind of understanding of, you know, what the, the early kind of technique-based Tantra guys that are, you know, mm -hmm. teaching, mm -hmm. like locking and not ejaculating oh, and all that. I think a lot of that has to do with um, the male energy short-circuiting and not being able to handle the vibration of, 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 of that magnitude, right? So it's like, Absolutely. oh my God, where where is she going? This is terrifying, right? Absolutely, and that's what, you know, for me, I'm constantly <clears throat> interested in breaking all the rules. Like if, mm. if I see someone who has perfect techniques, I'm completely uninterested because all that that's telling, I'm uninterested in being swooned by that because all right. that's telling me is that you have control issues. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 I got this. Contra, yeah. five stars, right here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's great because if, let's say, for example, if um, if you wanted to be my student, this you person, and who is, oh, I totally have my Tantra five stars and I know how to hold my ejaculation, I know how to push on the G-spot in a certain way, then um, if, if you were interested in going to the next level and actually facing some of those things that you've been so afraid of, which is why you've tried to control that energy in the body so mm. much, well, I, I could help with that. That's the most exciting place oh for me. Oh my God, the asshole rehabilitation project. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we all are, right? I don't get right? a we lot of students are. that that's the particular energy. Sure, but, um. sure. No, I met a lot of those people, right? Like yeah. growing up in the martial arts and the Taoist arts Absolutely. and all this. You know, I get the guys that are like, I got partners waiting in line, you know, mm -hmm. like you should see you should see what I could do to her. You know, like what the... And then we, then we look at all the ego stuff. That's yeah, then, what are you, that. a rock star? Yeah. Like that's not, that's not interpersonal and, anymore. And you know, it's one of the other great things about Tantra is it's all welcome. It's all okay. Mm. It's all fine. It's mm. all a part of it, you know? We really, and I'm not the best at this, but it really is in a certain way without hierarchy because it's really just about the desire. If that man's desire is really to have his five stars and feed the ego in that particular way, then that's okay. There's a place mm. for that on this earth. This mm. doesn't have to be a problem unless he's interested in something deeper. So long as you're not hurting people. Yeah. So long as you're Although a tantra, 
uh, Tantra itself doesn't have that caveat. That would be more of a human morality yeah. caveat, which yeah. I'm in favor of. Yeah. But, um, but Tantra itself wouldn't necessarily say that. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, look, I've spent a lot of time in India, right? Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time with the Chinese. Like in India, it was like, what do you mean you care, right? right? And so for me, coming from the West, it was still just like, yo, 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 no. There are boundaries, yeah. and, and, and this is something I care about. So the, it's, you know, the world is all mixed up now, right? So exactly. you have to understand you know, where something hails from. Mm -hmm. A lot of these old Taoist masters used to have like young, young girls. The old, like, mm -hmm. you know, the old man was like 70, and he had like a 20-year-old girl with him because he liked the young yin the energy. Shakti, yeah, yeah exactly. the Shakti. He was drinking from the fountain, right? Mm -hmm. And so we could look at that and be like, yo, that's gross, right? And so, in, but in that culture, it wasn't. Yeah. Right? And that's, I mean, all of this, it's an interesting thing to talk about because it's all arbitrary in some way. Sure. And that's something that, that Tantra, you know, as you, as you swirl deeper into it, will definitely challenge and push up against, uh, why do I believe what I believe? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and how much do I want to hold on to that? And that's not to say that anyone has to, I don't, all I am trying to say is that the questions are interesting. Yes. You know. Well, in the age of Google, answers are free. <laughs> right? That's it's cute. it's really what what <laughs> questions do you have and what better questions can you bring me? Right? And so let's look for bigger questions which helps us ask, you know, bigger and bigger questions. And maybe bigger questions that can't be googled. That's it. The real questions can't be Google. The real questions can't. Right, and that's yeah. where Google just falls flat on its face. Which is great because Google can give us the little the pieces, building mm -hmm. blocks, and then um, and then we're always left to the self discovery. So. Yeah, and so self discovery through partnership with somebody through tantra as a vehicle. Right. This is something that I you know I don't I don't I don't think I've ever done a show on tantra yet. No. Um, yeah, so this is something I want my listeners and my viewers to check out. Mm -hmm. I want them to explore. Yes. What would you recommend? Can people work with you? Like, how do yeah. we get people into this work? Absolutely. Well, I would love to work with some of your listeners. And I, um, the first thing also is just that it doesn't have to be through partnership. You know, as we were talking before the show, I, most of my clients are actually single. Or maybe they're in partnership and their partner isn't interested in Tantra. Mm -hmm. And um, that's great. It's, it's, partnership is not required in order to get the most out of this work because so many of the first steps, like you were saying initially, we, um, getting to the sex part, it isn't even the, it isn't even the beginner steps. So um, there's so much work we can do on our own. So for both couples and singles, they can go to my website, embodytantra.com, and there's a freebie there. They put in their email address, which is a Tantra startup kit. And it's three videos. It's a really nice way to just get a simple start of, I'm curious about this. I want to learn more. What, what are a few things I can do? Hmm. And um, I think that's the best way for them to get started. And they can contact me directly through the site as well if they want more information about working one-on-one -on -one with me. Or, yeah. Thanks for being available. That's really yeah. sweet. That's, you know, it's hard. I, there's a lot, um, and, and I'm going to vouch for this here. 
there's a lot of douchebags trying to teach this stuff. So it took us a long time to find a nice person who like actually knows what they're talking about. And so you, you want to make sure you're learning it from someone who is heart-centered and cares and also has pedigree and knows what they're doing and she's run her miles, she's done it. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Thank you. And let me know what you think. Go check out her site. We'll put it in the blog as well. We'll put it in the, in the comment lines uh, just so you don't lose it. Um, but uh, if you have an experience of Tantra, um, I want to hear about it. Let, let me know. Let me know what it's done for you in your life. And let's start a conversation right here, right now. Mm -hmm.